Welcome, everybody, back to the Northern Fathers podcast. I'm Father Will Schmid. And I'm Father Matt Lowry. Yeah, we're the Northern Fathers, and we're still in our social distancing slash quarantine initiative. I don't even know what we're calling it now. Uh, we're still celebrating masses uh, privately, but we're, uh, we are blessed to be able to live stream it and have so many people tune in. And uh, we're grateful for this opportunity to do this podcast every day. Uh, just to offer you some spiritual thoughts uh, during this time of crisis. So, yeah, how are you doing, Father Matt, with with everything? It's good. I you know I watched a movie not too long ago called Arctic, and it was this guy who got plane crashed in the Antarctic, and uh, he had a schedule. His watch kept going off, and I was like, this is weird. But but <laughs> I just watched that movie like two weeks ago, and and it made me think about how in a vacuum, you know, you have to create order and structure, hmm. and so trying to develop a routine um, for sleep and prayer and just eat meals and really everything that it helps keep me ordered when the normal ordering of life uh, is not there. And so I don't, it just, it kind of works with my personality too. And so um, you are a structured person. I like order. (laughs) I like consistency, things that I can plan on. Yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, I just have to celebrate the little things, you know? So, uh, I was a little worried, I'm going to be honest with you, because uh, I was on like a day or two away from running out of beard balm. Oh, that's like, <laughs> that, that's like DEFCON 3 or is that oh, like... Oh man, I was sitting there thinking to myself, oh no, what am I going to do? Uh, and then I thought, well, first world problems, right? I don't have my beard moisturizer, you know? <laughs> but not no, and then uh, the shipment came in, so I'm, I'm really excited. So uh, celebrate the little things, right? It's a... It's all about the beard necessities. <laughs> the beard necessities. Oh, man. There's something wrong with us. Uh, <laughs> I apologize to all our listeners for that. There's some, there are, there's some real concerns out there. <laughs> this is... Sorry. Well, it it just... It just frays and it's nasty when I don't have some something in it. So um, We all appreciate it when the beard <laughs> looks... I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's uh, let's move into the gospel for the day. Father Matt, would you uh, just do a little recap for us and then uh, kick us off? Sure. The gospel is Luke 18, 9 to 14, and it's Jesus telling a parable to people who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people go up to the temple to pray. One is the Pharisee who says, God, thank you that I'm not like everyone else, and or like this tax collector, I fast twice a week, I pay tithes. But the tax collector stands at a distance and beats his breast and says, Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus says the latter, the tax collector, goes home justified, not the former. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I, I really hear the, the theme of humility in this Um my understanding of humility is acknowledging that what that which is, especially about the human person, because um, I think sometimes we can be. Uh, I I see a lot of false humility, like, hey, you 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 played that music piece really well, well, and the person will say, well, but I made a bunch of mistakes. It's like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish you would would have said thank you or something, but like, <laughs> but you know, and maybe they did make those mistakes, but. The reality is it was still beautiful and it was good and it was pleasing to me. And and so there's a false humility that that wants to deny the reality of a goodness of a thing. And then there's a pride that thinks I'm better 
than I am, which which is kind of what the the the, ta- the tax collector. I'm sorry, the Pharisee. He says, you know, I thank you that I'm not like the rest of humanity. Like I'm better than this guy, um, and that's that pride is is not good. And I think the Lord really um, just condemns it there. Yeah, it seems like he offers uh, what's called a comparative prayer, like. He evaluates his own worth, not in a how God sees him or how God loves him, but in comparison to this other guy. Like, well, I'm doing all this great stuff. He's not doing any great stuff, so I'm better than him. And his entire worth is like dependent upon that, you know, which is just a, a lousy way to live life, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you're propping yourself up and, and saying it's about you and what you're doing, I, I do think there's, I think I've heard some people now say that, you know, they're really grateful for their health. Yeah. They're grateful they're not sick and sure. maybe compared to other people. But I think with that, there's there's a gratitude and a humility and a recognition that I might not have that. Yeah. Um, and so I think that could, theoretically, I think it's supposed to move us to to gratitude and, um, and humility before God. Right. And regardless of whether I have something or don't have something, like God still loves me, you know, and God still wants a relationship with me no matter how knee deep in sin I find myself or, or find ourselves or not, you know, like God still searches and longs for me. And it's just finding our identity in that and not in comparing ourselves to everybody else around us. You know, I was, I, when I was praying with this gospel this morning, I, I, I have this expression that I love to say that, that God likes to turn things upside down and inside out. Like Jesus is constantly doing that in the gospels. And I feel like this is another classic case of it where you have this Pharisee and he's, Pharisees were supposed to be men of God. You know, they, um, their whole lives were dedicated to the Lord, to following uh, the Torah, to, you know, often they were rabbis teaching about um, God's law and tax collectors were not of God. They were not men of God. They were men of themselves. They were making a lot of money, um, making a lot of money off of Jews, their, their brother Jews. So, they were kind of despised, but they were rich. And, um, you know, here we have this, we have two guys. One is, a, one is of God and the other is not of God. But then when you go into their inner life, everything is flip-flopped. Like the Pharisee, he's just focused on himself. You know, he's, he's just glorifying himself when he's supposed to be a man of God, right? And then you have the tax collector and he's not glorifying himself at all. In fact, he goes before the Lord and says, I'm a horrible sinner. <laughs> I... I'm a mess and I don't want to be a mess. You know, his whole attention is on the Lord and, and on wanting to be more for the Lord, which is just interesting that, that on the surface, it seems like one is one way and the other is the other. But uh, once you get into that inner life, they're, they're totally flip-flopped, you know? And I, I think that's just, um, to me, that's a real sign of, I always have to constantly be evaluating my inner life. Like, where am I giving glory? Am I giving glory to myself or am I giving glory to the Lord? And on the surface level, all might seem good, but when we get into that inner life, it might not be, you know? And that's a, that's a scary thing to go before the Lord and realize, oh man, like my life internally is not conformed to his life, you know? Yeah, I like that focus on the interior life versus exterior you know it's it's possible for someone to go to mass every sunday and be going through all the actions but have no personal relationship with the lord yeah that that they might we could ask them how's your prayer life and they're like what (laughs) like i go to mass every sunday i was like no but what's your relationship like with the lord what's happening there and 
that that is primary. Um, that the Lord wants, kind of like we talked about yesterday, that God wants a relationship with us. That mm-hmm. uh, to draw close to Him is, is yeah. And and the things we do help with that. You know, going to the temple, going to mass helps right. with that. Um, I, I like the image you talk about of you know Him standing before the the Lord. It's Him and the Lord, and there's something good about that. Like how how do we feel standing before the Lord? Do I feel exposed? Do I feel uh, you're just kind of at peace and warm. And I think I like what the tax collector says, Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. One definition of mercy that I've heard I like is um, to treat one according to their dignity, mm. not according to their depravity, like their yeah. sins. And so when we stand before God, what does he see? But he, he sees the image of his son, Jesus Christ in us. He sees our goodness and but, but when we come towards he who is the light, light from light, that my the darkness of my sins becomes more apparent. You know, like when you, you, you think you have clothes that are clean or match, and then you go in the sun and you're like, oh, <laughs> that happens all the time with <laughs> blacks. Apparently blacks are not all dyed the same. And so I was like, I thought these clothes, I thought my shirt, anyways. Priest problems. Priest problems. So it, <laughs> but you, you see yourself more clearly in God's light. But I think sometimes what we forget is that 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 that's not a that um, I don't need to feel exposed that he's going to come after me, but it, but I can actually have a freedom to be who I am in front of him, and all I receive in his light is his love, patience, and compassion for me. Yeah, and the the tax collector's response to the Lord is is beautiful. Like, be merciful to me, a sinner. That's actually more oriented towards God towards the Lord than it is towards himself, right? He says, be merciful, meaning God is mercy, right? He's acknowledging God's love and mercy before he even gets to, I'm a sinner and I'm in need of that. You know, it's um, oftentimes we call in our prayers and in the mass, we say a savior. We call Jesus our savior. We say that a lot, like save us, savior of the world, right? And if we if we're not sinners, how can we like what does Jesus save us from? <laughs> you know, if I call Jesus a savior, if I say he's my Lord and Savior, that implies that he's saving me for something. You know, saving me from my sinfulness, my brokenness, my the inclination that I that causes me to want to do things that aren't good for me. You know, um, Jesus is Savior, and He saves me from my wretchedness. You know, and I think what the tax collector says is the first step in the spiritual life. I mean, we just had um, one of the scrutinies uh, before, you know, masses got shut down. We had one of the scrutinies and the whole uh, point of the scrutiny was to get the people to be baptized, to actually say, I have sinned against God. Um, and the prayer over those candidates uh, to be received at baptism was that they might recognize their own sinfulness and turn to Jesus as Savior. That's the first step in the spiritual life is being that tax collector, standing before God, recognizing his mercy, and then recognizing how we failed to live for him and how much in need we are of that mercy. And then from that experience of his mercy, then we can begin to love people as God calls us to love them. You know? I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, it it reminds me of how we start every Mass, that we we start with the penitential rite, that we come to the Lord first of all, aware of our sinfulness before him. And, and even the, the gesture of the, when we say, I confess, the part where we beat our breast, we get from this scripture verse. Yeah. That we, you know, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, that we're, 
acknowledging that God, I I need your help. And I like Bishop Barron points out how the word salvation comes from the word salve, which means healing, to heal. That that if I, if I'm not like Jesus says, if I'm not the well, do not need a physician, but the sick do. And so as we come before the Lord every time we go to mass or any time, and we say, Lord, I'm I'm sorry, I'm a sinner, I'm broken, I'm weak, I need your healing. And that's what the Lord wants to give us, but but the Lord can't feed a closed mouth, so to speak. That that we that we go there hungry, wanting to receive from Him. And this this Pharisee who he's like, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You know, like I don't I don't need anything. I'm not lacking at all. Well, then he's not going to receive anything. Yeah, I just had this vision of somebody trying to feed you and be like, here comes the airplane, Father Man, open up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and you know that I I love how you pointed out the that's where we this scripture passage is the reason why we strike our breast, you know, during the penitential rite. But just to be clear to all of our listeners, it's not how hard you hit your chest. Okay, <laughs> it's actually just a tap. Uh, you don't have to like go King Kong on yourself. It's okay. It's symbolic. Yeah. It's symbolic. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's just a light tap of the heart three times. So, so okay. if you can hear it, your neighbor can hear it. <laughs> you might be doing soft in the blow. Bro, just kidding. <laughs> well, if we go a little bit too much, we draw attention to ourselves and away from the Lord, right? That's one of the principles of the Mass. We try not to draw too much attention to ourselves, but we want everything to always be on the Lord, right? Because He is merciful. Like the spotlight needs to be on God, on His power, and on His mercy. What know? does He want to do? He wants to lift us up, He wants to exalt us. And yeah. so the fact that I'm a sinner, that doesn't. It doesn't bother God. It actually draws him closer and he wants to heal and lift me up. And so I think our invitation is to go before the Lord today just as we are and and ask him to help us see the reality of who we are. And that including with that is, is our dignity as a beloved son or daughter that can never be taken away by any sin. Yeah, you know, uh, the same is true when people say to me, um, Father, you're my pastor. I don't know if I can go to confession with you. I, I just don't. I just don't feel comfortable. And my response is, to be honest with you, if you are a repentant sinner, that makes me think more highly of you. <laughs> you know, if you want to let go of your sinfulness, like that's a beautiful thing. That's a that's the Holy Spirit at work. You know, one of the things I like to tell people in confession is, um, well, praise the Holy Spirit for leading you here today. Like that's God at work in you wanting to get rid of this junk in your life that you know that's not of him. It actually increases my respect for people, you know? And I think that's a, a tiny glimpse on how God sees it. Like God rejoices in every uh, repentant sinner. He just rejoices in that. He wants to remove that from our hearts so that he can be in relationship with us. So he knows what we need. He has the answer and he just waits for us to be open to receive it. And just like when we have a, we have a way to help somebody around us, how grateful we're like, thank you for letting me help you. Like that's how much more so the Lord's like, I just want to help you, but I have to wait on you opening the door and give me permission. Yeah. And that's tough. Giving God permission. It, it takes tough. humility. It yeah. takes humility. <laughs> well, I'm grateful the Lord answered my prayer for more beer bum. Okay. <laughs> he wants to fulfill all of our desires. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Well, Father Matt, let's, uh, let's say a quick prayer and um, we'll close out our podcast. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let's just turn to the Blessed Virgin Mary during this time of turmoil, this time of uncertainty. Uh, she who was so trusting of the Holy Spirit, 
who gave herself completely to her son, Jesus. We just ask for her to pray for us and help us to do the same at this time. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. Until next time. God bless.